Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, subject to change and availability. This is where we discuss what I consider to be the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America and the takeover by a world global elite of the planet to a transition of our political, our financial, our economic, and our cultural societal system. And they are in the midst of changing these right now during what I would consider to be the great transition or what we can call the great awakening. I see the great transition because we are in a transitionary period for humanity, technologically, culturally, societally. And that's why they have hijacked this and are working their influence to manipulate it towards their own ends and agenda. And so if you are new here, uh, how you doing? I hope you guys are having a great day. And please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on wherever you are at, whether it's Pilled, DLive, Rumble, uh, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, and man, where else? We're Cloud Hub. Cloud Hub. We're on Cloud Hub as well. Man, we're, we're streaming all over the place. So much appreciated for everybody out there joining us tonight. We got a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk about how divided we fall, but united. Oh, yeah we stand and you know I, I was looking for a good video clip to kind of um bring this all about but i really i really couldn't find anything so might have to go out there and create something with the ai because obviously ai is doing some incredible stuff these days it is gosh um i'm not afraid of ai are you afraid of ai vince yeah yeah so I'm not afraid of AI in general. I'm afraid of artificial intelligence in the hands of people. Oh, agreed. I'm afraid of artificial intelligence in the hands of military. I'm afraid of artificial intelligence in the hands of the globalists and the elites. But I'm not afraid of artificial intelligence in general. And the reason I'm afraid of it in that per perspective is because it's programmable. And since it's programmable, the parameters that are set up can be levied any which way that they wish. And so it has no judgment upon human life, civilian life, or anything that gets in its way. We'll talk about some of that here in a little bit, but I find it interesting because we are heading into this era of artificial intelligence. And I know many people are scared of what's going on right now, and, and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, this could become a companion to sure. many of us. It could be that one thing that rises up with us and helps us in this fight. We don't know. And we don't know how this is all going to work out. The interesting thing, though, is that I've had many different theories. And I think this is what we're going to talk about tomorrow on Conversations on the Fringe in okay. the sense of how society has been hijacked, how this world has been overtaken. And, uh, you know, AI comes in at the discussion. You got to wonder that if the enemy that we're really dealing with on this planet potentially is some AI, something that's either ancient on this planet or something that was discovered uh, mm -hmm. through crashed alien craft or something that was engineered that got out of hand. And you got to wonder if that's not what's really happening here. 
is that these people who seem like soulless demons who yeah. look at as potentially wearing masks in the White House um, aren't just some cyborg AI. I mean, I think it's a good possibility. Yeah, who knows how advanced things really are and considering <laughs> how much time has passed before now, you know, how advanced things could be in other places in the universe even. But I think AI has the capability of either being the greatest thing for humanity or the worst thing. I agree. Uh, and uh, there's nothing really we could do to stop it, unfortunately. I don't think. At least it's probably a long shot, if possible. So we're going to have to just move forward. Yep. And so we have a lot of interesting things happening politically in the world, uh, especially in our country. These are providing major distractions or what's actually going on. And you guys understand how I am that I, I don't necessarily want to focus on details of things. Um, like, yeah, Hunter Biden's photos of his laptop were leaked today, and that's the big thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a distraction, people. That That's distracting you from everything else that's happening in the world, okay? Yeah, if uh, they're going to do something about it, they'll do something about it. People have it. It's out there. Don't send me that stuff, okay? I don't want, I care to see it. There's a there's a debt ceiling vote that's going on, I believe, any time now in the Senate. Um, the Senate still got a vote on it. Last time I heard is they they had um, forty senators were going to vote against it. So, and this was Republican senators. So this could be good. We could potentially beat it in the Senate, but it's it's highly unlikely. At forty senators, you still have the majority that are going to vote for it. So we'll see what happens on that. I'm hoping that it does not get passed. I'm hoping that um, it crashes and burns and that they go back to the negotiation table. I hope that if it does pass, that Speaker McCarthy loses his authority and his position through the Jeffersonian motion. I hope that people like Matt Getz and Jim Jordan and all those guys in the Freedom Caucus grow a, a big old pair of balls and a spine and actually stand up and, and do what they need to do. And then you have Representative Comer, who's here discussing about um, um, Christopher Ray, And this is just absolute yeah. treasonous. This is the director of the FBI who's basically ignoring the federal branch of government that has direct oversight over their department through a, 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 a congressional subpoena saying, provide these documents. He's like, no. You can come look at them, but you're not. We're not handing them over to you. They're unclassified documents. They're not a matter of. Well, I guess they could be considered a matter of national security, but still, they've subpoenaed them. These people have the security clearances. And see, this is one of the the problems that I see with the lack of uh, accountability. Is that there's nothing. So Congress has the ability of oversight, but they don't have the ability or authority to prosecute. Right. So if you have like yeah. the DOJ that is being criminal and corrupt and the Congress goes after them, there's nobody to arrest them. And see, that's a big problem. But I think that Congress has the ability to send capital police after them. So this, the, you know, if they actually yeah. do hold them in contempt, which I think potentially could happen, then he could be arrested by capital police. Let's check out uh, Representative Comer and what he has to say here. To that refresh. He, he offered us the opportunity to come look at it in a private ship, but he, he was going to redact it. My experience with getting documents from the FBI when they're redacted, well, the there's very, it's all black lines. They don't show anything. 
But uh, I'm going to say on this show what we told Director Ray, what Senator Grassley told Director Ray. He and I have already seen the 1023 form. We knew what was in the 1023 form. Until we told Director Ray that, he never even admitted that the form existed. So the, the level of confidence that we have with Director Ray only went down. It only declined throughout the conversation. So uh, we will go there and look at the redacted document, but we know what's in the document. And the reason we find this allegation credible, not only because of the credibility of the whistleblower, but because we've seen a pattern of Joe Biden when he was vice president leaving a country after he talks about foreign aid and foreign policy and his family members start receiving payments from that company through shell companies that are then laundered down to Biden family members. So there is a pattern of behavior. And we saw that in Romania, we've seen that in China, we've seen that in other countries that would suggest that this allegation has merit. Look, the Durham report proved that the FBI has lots of issues. We brought that up. Senator Grassley and I reminded Director Ray that the uh, Durham report was devastating. I've heard enough. So, <laughs> I feel this you. is a thousand times worse than Watergate. Thousand times. And, you know, I, I get congressmen. Like, we're trying, we're doing it. We're, like, putting, going through the motions. No, you're not. No, you're not. Use your authority. You give him one warning and one deadline. You say, hey, look, Ray, you have till June 5th, 2023, to present those documents unredacted, either in a classified setting or non-classified setting, with all the evidence applicable. If you don't, you will be held in contempt, and Capitol Police will come and arrest you there's no if ands or buts about this there is no negotiation of this you give him a deadline just like a little child go clean your room or you're grounded and you lose all privileges <laughs> okay this is what needs yeah. to happen and the fact that we're not seeing this happen the fact that congress is like we're going we're doing it like, we're like going through the motions and they're not listening to us grow some fucking balls i'm tired of this you know Divided we fall. And, and this is one of the dangers of a representative uh, republic, right? Yeah. Is that when we have representation, one person who represents hundreds of thousands of people, okay? The, the motive, the will of the people gets lost. Lost massively in translation. And what happens is, is you have this alignment towards political ideology. And that's where we're at right now. We're, we're in alignment towards political ideology. I think the smartest thing Donald Trump could have done, and I wish he did this after 2016, was went out there and created a new political party. Went out there and created the Patriot Party, whatever it might have been. Yeah, it might have been and a good move. Here's the thing, is if he did that, that would prove 100% without a reasonable doubt of voter fraud because watch how many people change their political affiliation and move over to that party tens of millions would move over there and now candidates come up against republicans and they run under that party and all those republicans moved over there it would be the death of the republican party and if this movement is really as powerful as we all believe then why hasn't he done this and i think that the reason he hasn't is because that there's just too much crime and corruption, and they have way too much power at that level, politically, militaristically, 
and they know the consequences that if you make a such a killer move like that to destroy the Republican Party or destroy the the Democrat Party or to take out Joe Biden or whatever it might be, sure. that you will find yourself in World War Three because this issue goes much much higher than U.S. diplomacy. It goes much much higher than anything we can ever understand because this is a global issue that is occurring throughout the United States right now. This agenda that is being perpetuated on humanity right now, all the stakes fall on the United States of America and what happens in the next two years. We are coming up to the most critical point juncture in the history of our country. And here's the thing. If America falls, the world falls. You know what we need, Vince? We need an Occupy DC. Occupy DC. Oh, Lord. That would be wild, man. That would be crazy. Well, you, do you notice how all these states that wow. are bringing Im uh, illegal immigrants in, they're not mm -hmm. busing that many to Washington, D.C.? Hmm. I'd be busting them right to, Wash right to the White House lawn, just yeah. busting hundreds of them a day, just busting them right to Washington. But they're not because they don't want them in their backyard. Gosh. So Chuck Schumer has announced an agreement to vote on the debt limit deal tonight. I don't know what time that vote's going to happen at, but it's supposed to be here relatively soon. Um, we'll talk about that story here in a little while. Uh, Schumer McConnell trying to fast track the debt bill in Senate days ahead of the deadline. The deadline yeah. is given by Janet Yellen as an arbitrary deadline of June 7th. Um, it looks like this is yeah. 7th or 5th. I thought it was the seventh, but it might be the fifth. I thought she changed yeah, it. Yeah, it's so funny how they say this is the mandatory deadline because we're going to run out of money. They just yep. throw away around these words, mandatory, blah blah blah. No, it's all arbitrary. All right, that's right. So Rand Paul says uh, that he will force the Senate to vote this week on cutting total federal spending by five percent in each of the next two years. A proposal that would put popular programs such as Medicare, Medicaid, and Affordable Care Act under scrutiny. Paul told, Paul told reporters that he would assist, uh, that he would insist on a vote on his amendment in exchange for yielding back time on the Senate floor and giving leaders a chance to pass a debt limit bill before the nation faces default next week. Uh, well, you know what? That's not good enough. I'm sorry. Th that's not good enough. You needed the RAINS Act. If you don't have the RAINS Act, we lost. We didn't get anything. And I just hope, because here, here's what's going to happen. Vince. There's a high probability that this is going to pass. And I know I said the other day, I don't think it's going to, but it's a high probability it's going to pass. I just, I guess I just keep on having false hope that these people actually do the right thing for once in their miserable freaking lives. But high probability this passes. And you want to know what? In two weeks, everybody's going to forget about it. There's going to be no talk yeah. about it. Congress, all the, the buddy, buddy, they'll go out for drinks and go to their, uh, their orgies together. And they're not going to think twice about the debt deal. And even though that people are standing there going, Oh, what, what about this? Why don't you do this? And then the people will forget about it. Cause it's going to be a new crisis that comes up. That's how yeah. this operates. Absolutely, dude. And this look, I feel like people have pretty much given up on the next year. I mean, they're going to let this thing pass and it's going to go into the next uh, presidency, this budget money. Um, and I feel like everything's hinged on that next election. Like you mentioned in the beginning of this episode, um, unfortunately that seems to be the case. It's like, oh yeah, it's going to pass. They have the votes. Uh, I don't hope, I don't know about now, but it probably will. And 
I think everybody's just kind of laying down, which is sad. You'd think there's something needs to give. Somebody needs to get arrested, start the collapse of the dominoes, have some accountability in this situation, not just in the U.S., globally. They should all be arrested, but start with a little bit of integrity somewhere. Haven't seen shit. Pardon my language. I agree. And because you said that, I'm going to play this. Okay. Let us see it. That's from V from Vendetta, the domino collapsing scene. I love it. And, and you know what we need? What? That's who Q was. Do you know that? That's who that figure Q tried to relate to. That's who Anonymous has tried to relate to, is being that V for Vendetta figure. But we need an actual V for Vendetta. We need that person that comes up in the mm. darkness and says, it's time. It's time to take back your freedom. And it, and it seriously is. We, we need an Occupy DC, an Occupy mm. New York. We need leaders in this world to stand up against this tyranny. You know, I'm only one man. You're only one man. And mm. we can do so much just being one man. I mean, look at this. Since 2018, so that's what, five years. In five years, oh, sorry, four years, 2019. Since 2019, look at what we've done. Mm-hmm. We're just two men. We're, we're just two men who like to read and like to follow patterns and narratives and have done our research in our in our history. Okay, we're nobodies, but look what we've done. Look how many thousands of people have been awakened because of what we've said, the words that we've said. And I get emails all the time, like, "Man, crazy, right?" I'm not going to go into that stuff here, but. I get emails all the time about this. And here's the thing is if everybody decided to be that person, if everybody decided to stand up, to rise up, to speak up, you know, in talking about the vaccine, I said that there's going to come a point in time where people are going to start to get injured and die where family members are going to get injured and die. And eventually they're going to piss off the wrong person. Okay. I'm I'm sure they've already pissed off that wrong person they're just waiting so aj benza uh, independent journalist uh-huh. has an inside source that has told him that jamie fox the hollywood star has suffered a blood clot in the brain after submitting to the hollywood covid jab mandate this was confirmed by mike tyson who said the same thing this is you know think about when someone who has that voice in that reach begins to push back the narrative ends. The narrative yeah. ends. This is and, being and this is being reported on the mainstream now. It is being reported on or, the mainstream. Uh, Microsoft yeah. News, MSN, um, MSN was picking up the story. A lot of other people were picking up the story. 
So with that being said, is we are coming to that critical threshold, that precipice moment with the vaccine to where people are going to say, what the hell did you just do? Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, well. And, you know, we should occupy, arm, occupy pharmaceutical companies, occupy DC. We have enough. Yeah. This is what it's needs to happen. So I'm not calling for violence. I'm calling for civil disobedience. Sure. Like what Jim Price and I were talking about today. How many truckers do we have out there right now listening on oh. the airwaves? Right. If we can get a thousand so. trucks to go in and shut down Washington, D.C., a thousand trucks to go in and shut down Albany, a thousand trucks to go in and shut down pharmaceutical companies, uh, roads in and out. What would happen? What would happen? They Guess say, what? oh, how can we help you? How can well, we help you? Yeah. You have our ear. We are listening. We had no idea. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for letting us know. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. we're so sorry that we didn't know that this was all happening. And here, let us let us help. Uh, we're at your, you know, we're at your mercy. Okay, resign. Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I love Canadians. Absolutely love Canadians. Okay, and you had the trucker convoy, and I think that there was a lot of subversion that occurred within that trucker convoy, and it's one of the main reasons why it ended early and abruptly, and it was over. With. Yeah, it got messy there in the end, didn't it? It did. It got messy there in the end. Yeah. And I had just wished that more people showed up and they stood their grounds. And I get what they would So this is exactly what they will do here in the federal government is they will shut down your bank accounts. They yes. will foreclose on your house. They will start arresting your family. They Why? Because that's the, yep, that's the type of criminals that they are. They will make sure they have a picture of all of you. But here's the thing is you go in there within with nonviolent civil disobedience. And I mean, if there's a great organizer out there that who listens to this show, who's willing to do this, let's get this. Let's get an Occupy DC going on. Let's get a, a shutdown America until Congress listens to us. And they all, the bureaucracy and Congress and Senate all give their resignations, including yeah. Joe Biden. You and, know what I, think. what I mean? This is I, what I think. Yeah. This is what you think. Go ahead. I'm hesitant to get off my behind and go to DC. And I'll tell you why. Antifa will be there. BLM will be there. People are going to be paid to be there to infiltrate the movement. They're going mm -hmm. to create violence. They're going to do terrible things. Mm -hmm. I think it would be just as powerful for everybody to prepare and stay home for as many days as it takes. Everybody well, that's kind of what I was getting home. to in the sense of civil disobedience. To stop that all everything. We have a nationwide strike everywhere. On everything. Cancel On everything. every single automated payment you have. Stop all transactions. Just have enough to survive for however exactly. long you need to. Stay home. The ultimate act of civil disobedience. That's honestly, it will take less than 24 hours. It'll take less than even having to do it once they see everybody is going to do it it'll be just imagine the press that if this went viral the press would be like oh crazy radical oh my god it would be a sh it would just be a, the same bullshit we see uh, well it would be you know what here's the thing is what you do is you, you make sure that hey the only thing that you're turning on is that alternative media leave cnn off leave fox news off turn it all off 
And what you do is, I mean, like you said, you cancel all your subscriptions, Netflix, Apple, all of them, cancel them all. Everything. You, you, you cancel your, your debt payments. If you're paying money to the IRS, cancel that shit. Done. Pull your money out of the bank. And, and, and you know what? That's the ultimate act of civil disobedience right there. Yeah, you're free we to have do everybody that. Come in, we have everybody come in in, a, in an act of agreement. Truckers from around the country. Let's say we get 20,000, 30,000 truckers who are oh like, hey, not driving for this one week. Not happening. Nobody's picking it up, right? There's, this is capitalism, so someone's always going to pick up the load. Sure. But the truckers go out there and they block major highways, major roadways. Ooh. And at the same time, we do a run on the banks. We go in there and we say, hey, we're pulling all our money out of the banks. Guess what? At that moment, they're going to listen to you. They're going to listen to you because you hold the freaking power. They yeah. want you to believe yeah. that you don't. They want you to believe that you don't matter, that your voice and your words don't matter. But guess what? If you went, if you got $500 in your bank account and that's all you got and you took part in this movement and you pulled that $500 out, guess what? Your voice will be heard. I promise you. I assure you. We need to shut down this country in an act of civil disobedience and protest against this corrupt, complicit, and treasonous federal government that we have, as well as many of these states that are, are basically producing woke ideological legislation that is incredibly harmful to the Constitution and to the people of those states. We need to do this, and we need to do it yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I agree because I think there's a bad habit. The bad habit of waiting until things are waiting until it's too late. I see it happen a lot. And usually by the time it's too late, I mean, you can't really do much, right? We're getting to that point. Well, I think that if you had a collaboration of organizers, of influencers, if you got the actual conservative media in on it, you get like the Charlie Kirks and the Candace Owens, you can get Donald Trump on it. Okay. Don oh, yeah. Jr. or something. Look, if you can get that level of people involved in this, it will happen and it'll have a massive effect. The problem is, is people are scared. People are afraid to be the only one that act out or get or to lash out and get persecuted because of it. Yeah. But I think people are at their wits end. I think that people are um, I think people are no longer counting dollars, but instead counting bullets. I, I really yeah. do. And I know Man. I've been kind of civil warish talk the last few weeks. But guess what, man? I, I'm I'm pissed. I'm pissed because we have a system, such a great system here in the world. And it has been corrupted beyond repair. And that hurts me because my children have to grow up in this world. And here's the thing is I will fight tooth and nail to the death to bring back freedom to this world. Yeah. Bring back freedom to this country. Yeah. I mean talk about the sacrifices people are willing to make for that exact thing i'd say i'd give it my everything too i would yeah so, so guys I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. no no that's good oh no you guys okay all right so um tonight we have the after dark q a on social red pill yeah so for anybody interested in that after dark q a it's about 30 minutes you guys can join immediately after this show it is a subscription q a so you do have to be a, a paying member of the social red pill the memberships are really easy to get to just go to socialredpill.com scroll down to the bottom you'll see all the subscriptions there just pick the, the lowest one or the highest one doesn't matter to me and all of those will get you into the zoom q a 
Um, if you cannot find the link, which basically you go to the group section, you go to your applicable group with your subscription. If you cannot find the link, you message, you put it on the feed. Hey, can't find the link or you message myself. We'll get you the link. Don't worry. Just make sure that you do out there. Socialredpill.com. Check that out. Um, so I wanted to put that out there. I wanted to give a thanks and heads up to everybody out there donating to the battle of the streams that helps keep us alive and keep us doing what we're doing. Um, that's between D live pilled rumble and Facebook much appreciated for all the donations that are coming in right now. We'll give you guys some acknowledgement here in just a little bit. Uh, once we get a little bit more into the show, um, tomorrow night conversations on the fringe, we're going to be, uh, taking a walk on the wild side. We're going to be talking about some conspiratorial type of stuff, deep diving into who knows. I don't even know what the conversation is going to be. It's probably just going to be me, maybe Vince conspiracies. conspiracies. Maybe we'll find a special guest to join us or something. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, back into the news. So Senate votes to block President Biden's $400 million student loan relief program. Oh, wow. $400 million. I mean, good job there. You know, but sorry, $400 billion, $400 billion. But yeah, okay, great. So you're going to block the student debt loan relief. Okay. How about this? Remove the federal government's assurance of federal student loans. Done. Now people have to actually use credit to get a student loan. Makes sense to me. I think Vince locked up. We'll bring him back in a second when I see him go green. There he is. All right. So. Oh, my gosh. Joe Biden is nothing more than a puppet for the globalists, for the deep state, for China. Um, there's a lot of things happening right now in the world. It's so hard sometimes to keep up with it all. And I know I've been on some epic rants the last few nights. So tonight I'm kind of toning it down. We're trying to get through the news here. Um, some other news, the BRICS summit, they plan a mass expansion. Now the BRICS summit, the BRICS nations are interesting. Right now we have Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, um, potentially Turkey joining them, Saudi Arabia, Iran, North Korea, Mexico, tons of Central and South American countries. They're looking to expand. They control 72% of gross exports, 68% uh, of the global population. Maybe those two numbers are reversed. But either way, they happen to be all the same countries that Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo visited before Trump left office. So we believe that this is potentially part of whatever their, their plan has been to basically rise up against the Western New World Order and fight them for um, homogeny. So we could see this basically as a, a war of the economies, a war of the populations. And I think that it's actually having a real impact because I believe that the BRICS nations did were not as powerful as they were that we would, see, right, we would see right now um, a complete domination and takeover um, by the Western nations. I mean, if Russia was not aligned with China through BRICS economically or militarily aligned to China, NATO would already be in there. Probably. Absolutely. I, you got to wonder what would be, what would the world be like if BRICS wasn't formed? Hmm. Yeah. It would already be over. Probably. It would already be over. Gosh. And I, I, it's not that I love Russia or China or anything like that, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I have deep appreciation for whatever came about because these people um, you know, Russia, most notably, yeah, 
you know, Russia's really good with propaganda and disinformation. I'm not going to lie. One of the best. You have to be very careful with the country of Russia. But at the end of the day, it does seem like they don't like what's happening in the world with this woke ideology and this leftist ideology that's taking over and dominating and moving towards Marxism. If any country should know that, it's them. Now, that doesn't say that they're not Marxist or they're not moving towards it. I don't know. But what we see is that Putin is saying, hey, let's denazify the world. Let's get rid of the the U.S. globalists and elitists, the Western elitists, because they seem to be causing all the problems in the world. And maybe they just want a fair ground for you know countries to thrive economically and socially. Maybe that's really all they want. I don't know. But that's at least what it seems to be. And it, right now, at the very least, that's what it seems that China wants as well. Is China? It, look, I'm not going to get into the atrocities that China commits with the with the um, the Yigur, uh, Uyghurs, What are they called? Uyghurs? Uyghurs. 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 With the Uyghurs and the child labor and everything else that's going on over there, but you know they have some severe problems. But they also have a very large population. And see, yeah. that's one of my other concerns. Is population was never, or a country, leadership within a country, and this is one of my problems with the representative republic that we have, is that that many people was never supposed to represent that many people. One person was never meant to represent 100,000 people. You know, at the very most, we should have one representative for every 5,000 people. And maybe that's one thing that happens in in the coming, uh, yeah, I'll be careful with my words. Thank you. Um, Uyghurs, gotcha. So, um, with the coming changes that are coming to the United States of America, maybe that's one thing that happens is the House of Representatives is expanded and that we have a cap on representatives and that instead of representing hundreds of thousands or 200,000 people, that cap is, you know, set at a hundred thousand people, right? That, you know, that's you can only idea. have a hundred thousand people represented by each representative maximum. And so, or you have 20,000, 25,000. I think 25,000 is a little too much because how are you going to represent those people specifically? Yeah. Something has to happen. Definitely. The people have to be heard. So ask yourself this. Harley Davidson has now gone woke. Jack Ah. Daniels is going woke. Mm -hmm. Target is suffering the consequences of going woke. Um, As well, I mean, Bud Light, obviously. But Target more so than ever, ever because they hired a Satanist to to draw upon their marketing campaign. But people are asking, why are these companies doing this? It's called the Corporate Equity Index. Human Rights Campaign Foundation's Corporate, Corporate Equity Index is a national benchmarking tool on corporate policies, practices, and benefit pertinent to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer employees. And so the ratings workplace, so basically as a national benchmarking tool measuring policies, practices, and benefits, the Human Rights Campaign Foundation's Corporate Equity Index is a primary driving force for LGBTQ plus workspace inclusion. Data from CEI tells the story of nearly two decades of year-over-year growth and adoption of these critical policies and practices indicative of the employer's commitment to equality. Now, Vince... Do you know one of the tactics of socialists, of communists? Hmm. Not off the top of my head. I'm, uh, what, what are okay. you trying to get to here? Well, do, do, how about this? If I was going to ask you in like one quick sentence, what's the difference between a democracy and a republic? Okay. Okay. 
What's the difference between a democracy and a republic? Mm, majority rules. Well, okay, yeah. So in democracy, you have the rights of the society as a whole. Where in a republic, you have the rights of an individual, right? The protection yeah. of the rights of the individual, where in a democracy, you have the rights of the majority. So think about how the LGBTQ agenda has mm -hmm. been targeted. What do they come out and say? We want equality. We want equal rights. Mm -hmm. Name me one right that a LGBTQ plus person, 18 years of age or older in the United States of America doesn't have that I have. It doesn't exist. The problem is they want rights that you don't have, like grooming children. They want privileges. And what they're doing is through word magic is they, they translate right to privilege. They downgrade rights into privileges. Okay? This is how Marxism works, is they downgrade the meaning of what a right is and defines down to something that the government gives them, something that the government can produce through decree. This is reiterated in the 14th Amendment that once you're a, a, a citizen of the state, the person, the legal entity is a citizen of the state, they fall under the jurisdiction of that state in all privileges. Okay? This is contractual law. This is what Marxists are doing, is they're creating this environment to where rights are literally downgraded into privileges of which the government gives you. That's how democracies work. That's how Marxism happens. This is not what we were guaranteed by our founders when they created this country and gained independence from King George. We have a republic, a republican form of government. That is what we have. That is the protection of the individual rights. The rights are derived from nature or from their creator. Those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We've identified within the Bill of Rights uh, variations of what life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness actually means. You have the right to self-expression. You have the right to go out there and worship however you wish. You have the right to go out there and speak your mind to protest your government for grievances. You have the right to defend yourself, to defend your property and your family. You have the right to be secure within your personal property. You have the right to be secure within your person. You have the right to a speedy trial, to see the evidence of what they have against you. You have the, the right to have a jury of your peers. You have the right to overthrow your fucking government if your government gets out of hand. And that's what the 10th Amendment was all about, was that all the all the rights not get or all the laws not guaranteed or all the restrictions not guaranteed to the federal government through the constitution are inherent within the people and the states respectively. That is secession. That is the people being able to the ability to overthrow their federal government. Okay, you have the right to common law. So we have rights that are identified. But what they're doing is they're creating a realm of privilege, of which is guaranteed and granted by government. Abortion is not a right. Okay? Anybody out there, I'll argue a day in and day out. Abortion is not a right. Now, whether we want to argue if it's morally wrong or morally right, 
th that is up to a person and that is up to the individual states that decide based upon their legislation and their population. Okay. But abortion is not a right. The right to housing is not a right. The right to work is not a right. Okay. You don't have the right to work. You have the opportunity to work. You don't have the right to have a house. You have the opportunity to own a house. You don't have the right to education. You have the opportunity to go and get an ed education. And I know that sucks. And I know people are like, well, what the hell? You know, I, I didn't choose to come here. Well, then have fun. <laughs> See ya. Go somewhere else where they give you those privileges. But it's not here. And see, this is the big problem with a leftist ideology is they're in the middle of the transition of our God-given rights into privileges granted by the government. And that is a scary thing. And you know what? The government, they absolutely love it and they eat that shit up because it gives them more power and more money through taxation. And what have we seen over the last 50 years? Exactly that. More power and more money. Yeah, they're trying to tell people, you don't have the right to own that many animals. You don't have the right to even own too many dogs. They pollute a lot. You don't have the right to fart too much and pollute. The, the whole green agenda follows this whole uh, word magic. Seattle Amazon employees are protesting returning to the offices due to climate change. Truly having, uh, truly having the drive to work for three days must be a harrowing experience <laughs> with much struggle and hardship. But not long ago, Americans were actually expected to go to the office for at least five days a week. Is three days of responsibility really too much for Seattle progressives? Seattle workers say the change is a step backwards, arguing that driving to work puts employees at risk and also harms the environment with extra carbon emissions. The irony of the so I'm out here because I refuse to just sit idly by while mandates are dictated from above down that don't make sense and hurt the planet, hurt families and individual lives. One quality assurance engineer said, and just to get us into a seat at the office for their tax incentives. The irony of the statement is obviously mind-boggling. Progressives are overjoyed to have government officials and corporate CEOs micromanage their lives of the American people with mandates only a couple of years ago with the COVID max vaccines. Now they're pretending to be victims of oppression as normal work requirements return. Activists went on to sing protest songs to display their unity and admonish Amazon for greenwashing. Yeah, you know, some of those quality engineers, you got to watch out for them. My my brother uh, just applied for a job, and yeah. uh, he said that he was interviewing with this lady, and she says, look, I know this is going to be surprising, but uh, we start at 8 a.m., she goes, and the really hardcore people, you're not going to believe this. They they come in at 7. Oh, wow. And my Man. brother's like, what? He's like, can I come in at 6? Like, that's like, I want, <laughs> what the what the heck? People, I don't know, the when workforce. I, when I worked at United Airlines, these companies are so woke. <laughs> I yeah. was up at 5 a.m. I was at work by 6.30, and I typically work till 6.30 at night. And if I had to fly out, I would do that on Sunday and come back on Friday. What pussies. All right. Elon Musk <laughs> encouraged by government to expand business investment in Shanghai. Tesla's relationship with China continues to look cozy heading into the second half of 2023 with Shanghai party chief Shen Jinying reportedly encouraging Elon Musk to expand his business in China. 
At the conclusion of the trip through China for Musk, the Thursday Bloomberg reported in a wrap-up that Musk was told to expand his investment in businesses in Shanghai, citing an official government statement. The city is reportedly seeking deepening cooperation with Tesla on electric vehicles and energy storage sector. Tesla hopes to keep deepening cooperation with the city. And they call him uh, China, China Musk now, huh? He loves China. They treat him like a damn celebrity over there. Massive market, man. I mean, you know, looking at it from a business perspective for Elon Musk, um, that's about four or five times larger than the U.S. market. Mm. I mean, he could go in there and he could produce an economical Tesla, right? So right now you have the economical Teslas. I think they started MSRP of like Mm -hmm. $32,000. He could go into China and manufacture um you know their their scooters he could go manufacture their their electric bikes he can go in there and make a a ten thousand dollar economical you know like little smart car and i guarantee you this is what elon musk is going to do in the next fucking two years he's gonna start getting into everything because their battery technology is top none i think the cheapest is forty thousand. is that right is it the model i thought it was thirty two thousand is uh oh 40,000, but up to a 7,500 tax credit. Ah, there it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to just, you know, dude, if I had the welding skills and or the ability to retrofit stuff, I'd just build my own. Like, build your own. Uh, how about this? Build your own HHO car. Is that a hydrogen your own one? Hydrogen car. Yeah. Build your own hydrogen car. Gosh, I mean, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of tools and equipment and engineering skills. Uh, but I love that idea too. My thing is, I want to build an energy, for, uh, you know, free energy. Yeah, let's for my do community. it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it on Social Red Pill. Let's let's get a free energy project going on on oh. Social Red Pill. You know, I was watching um, Dr. Parkinstein on. Yeah. Uh, so I he's been it. working with another engineer thousands of miles away. Yeah. And they successfully transferred electricity over nine hundred miles through, which through the earth. Science says cannot be done. Well, using Tesla's technology, they successfully transferred um, electricity through the air, Earth. sending the signal from Parkinstein to him and operated. Um, I think they operated uh, a piece of machinery or something. A light bulb. Yeah, it was a light bulb. And then he also has a Bendini motor, um, which he has shown conclusively produces over unity. And he actually wrote what up. Does a that sign- mean? Over unity means that you get out more than you put in. Oh, wow. So so Fusion, they just obtained Fusion last year, right? So the thing with Fusion is they've done it before, but they never got more out than they put in. So it takes 10 trillion watts to produce the Fusion. So you need to produce a minimum 10 trillion point zero 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 one watts to have over unity. Over unity means that you got out more than you put in. This is when it becomes profitable. This is when it becomes economically. Uh, economical so the whole thing with free energy devices is you want to pull out of energy more than you put in and i've seen some pretty cool um technologies out there the bendini motor is probably one of the best the Cerro motor um i mean he had a lot of uh push and motivation in the 80s and the 90s but he made it all private and then now after his death it's all been locked up and you're not going to find any of that stuff out there um but there's there's tons of these devices out there but I think what they need to do is they need to go out there and uh, there's actually this one dude on um, TikTok 
and he does um what are they called um flywheels so he does uh gravity flywheels magnetic gravity flywheels and he's producing over unity with these things and so basically what a fly you know what a flywheel is kind of so a flywheel is basically uh um it, it has bearings in it so it has almost zero resistance i'll give you the textbook definition um, is a mechanical device which uses the con- conservation of angular momentum to store rotational energy, a form of kinetic energy proportional to the product of its mm-hmm. moment of inertia and the square of its rotational speed. So what they're doing is they're taking these objects, these big wheels, and they have almost zero resistance at the center to where they go around the spindle. And I think they're actually using magnetic force. So you have magnets forced in and magnets forced out, and then they're hovered on magnets. You have magnets below, and then you have a um, you have alternating magnetic fields on the sides, and they spin them, and they'll go on forever. Like the the energy will be conserved in that. And what they do is they have as it spins, it turns a little lever, and that lever alternates the magnetic fields, which speeds it up. And so its own conserved inertia is producing the force to transition the magnetic fields. As the magnetic fields move, this spins the wheels faster and faster and faster and faster and produces an over-unity situation where they produce massive amounts of electricity. I mean, dude, this stuff is out there. And one thing I hope that Donald Trump does, maybe this is what we do. We, we get together and we, we get like 20,000 signatures and we send him a letter saying that when you get back into the White House, we are asking you to release the over 500,000 classified patents at the U.S. Patent Office's office on free energy on energy uh, production and generation technologies from nikola tesla on up yes <laughs> e townsend brown all of these people i would love to do that i would love to oh, build man, stuff like that oh yeah absolutely it's just you know i don't have five hundred thousand dollars to buy a shop and get all these things and engineer all this and build it but yeah. uh you know you could do things on a budget you can Yep. So investor home prices have collapsed the most on record. Residential real estate brokerage firm Redfin released new data that revealed a record-breaking drop in homes purchased by investors in the first quarter. The sharp decline is due to the combination of elevated interest rates and sliding home prices, which impacts potential future returns. With investors retreating to the sidelines, buyers in the market have dramatically shrunk and the price wars have erased. And that's because you have almost 7 to 8% interest on these things unbelievable yeah cheaper to rent <clears throat> cheaper to rent or to live in your mom's basement yep so uh mtg said that they were going to release uh, all the j6 footage to john solomon and you know i'm like what the dude why not release it to everybody all the world to see why are I you know. releasing these people so then they can take it they can go through it. They can clip it, and then they can produce the stories to get their traffic and and earn money off it. That's bullshit. That stuff pisses me off. But we have this video of Nancy Pelosi and her Hollywood style entourage evacuating the Capitol during January six. Let's watch this. Oh no, you look so scared, Nancy. Why? Oh why the cameras? Oh my goodness, you have all that security around you with no guns drawn. Oh my goodness, must be such a scary time. Casual stroll. That guy's walking, talking on the phone, and chewing gum. Mm-hmm. 
Oh no. These no concern. No worries. Secret corridors, by the way. Yep, there's her daughter filming her. Devastating. Barely, barely. Yeah. It's like she knew that was going to happen that day. That's why she was filming. I mean, come on. You'd think she would have brought a little uh, security yep. to the situation. <laughs> so a federal judge in Texas has blocked Biden's ATF pistol brace ruling. This is a big win for the Second Amendment. The Texas judge has issued a preliminary injunction partially blocking the Biden administration from enforcing it. Um, this is the new pistol stabilizing brace regulation that the ATF had decided to make the change themselves without going through Congress and is now considered it law. Gosh. All right. The moment of the day. You guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Hey, break this door. Damn black thing in the middle. <laughs> Joe Biden took a tumble. And, you, you know, falling like that and not paying attention to where you're going or anything like that, that's one of the major signs of dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. they And CNN actually played this and they were talking about, do you notice anything about, you know, do you think it's something to do with his mental decline or what do you think's going on? So they're kind of pushing this narrative, maybe going to mm -hmm. push Kamala in next. We'll see. But gosh, I don't know. We'll see, man. Mr. President, how's, how's the re-election campaign going? Because we haven't seen you on the campaign trail yet. You haven't? Not at an official campaign rally. No, why not? You haven't? No, Joe. We haven't seen you. Where have you been? Then he just walks away. What he just walks away. He's so useless. That guy's funny. That guy's funny. Mike Pence is set to announce his bid for 2024 presidential election here in the next week. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, former Chicago mayor Lightfoot lands teaching gig at Harvard after leaving office. I mean, why not, right? Gotta go teach law at Harvard. Can you tell, believe that? Health policy and leadership. Great. I would not take that course. I would not. It's. Yep. Uh, U.S. government says Russia will soon attack the power grid, which means the deep state is planning another false flag attack. This is what I've been talking about. 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate disappeared, gone. That could take out a major energy facility. That produce a massive crater, and uh, I think that there. I think, and I've been saying this: there is going to be a terrorist attack that is most likely going to be blamed on Russia or the right in the next few months. I would say that the attack is going to take place at a major energy grid um, junction somewhere, maybe a, a big state, California, Texas. Um, you could potentially see it in Nevada at the Hoover Dam. You could see it at Buffalo at Niagara Falls. You Ooh. could see it at, at a lot of these at a, at a massive dam, something like that. Ooh. The Eastern Seaboard again? Yeah, the Eastern Seaboard again. I don't know, but I believe you are going to see something relatively soon. Oh, you know what I think it's going to be? Severed cables in the ocean. It, it could be. And so what we will see is you will see probably an attack on infrastructure, supply chain, um, energy and telecommunications, and they will blame it on Russia 
and we'll immediately go into World War III from that point. A few weeks later, we realize that it wasn't Russia, but the troops were already deployed and in war, and that's your uh, your Gulf of Tonkin incident. Seriously. But Start I'll tell you, that, gardens, if, that happens, if that happens and they declare war on Russia, it's time to go, buddy boy. There's no more waiting. There, there's no more waiting. That, 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 that's game time. That's Occupy DC. All right? That, that's what that means. It's time to... Um, yeah. Anyways. Ukraine-bound U.S. weapons weren't ready for combat, according to the watchdog. The Pentagon's inspector general has found that equipment stockpiled in Kuwait hadn't been properly maintained. Some of the weaponry the U.S. military provided to Ukraine to help battle Russian forces was just not ready. Ready. The weapons in question have been pre-positioned in Kuwait, one of the seven such stockpiles around the world, and required repairs before they could be sent to Ukraine, according to the U.S. Department of Defense watchdog inspector general report. Uh, we identified issues that resulted in unanticipated maintenance repairs and extended lead times to ensure the readiness of military equipment selected to support Ukrainian armed forces. Today, Mike Pompeo came out and said, it's really easy. Just give Ukraine more guns, munitions, and money, and they'll win. I mean, dude. Smart. Like, I used to be a proponent of Mike Pompeo. I used to like this guy. Um, he went massive neocon real fast after all of this started coming about. And uh, I said, I said, Mike, you, he said, oh, why delay? The fastest way to end this war is to give Ukraine the weapons needed to win. I said, Mike, you are a warmonger, nothing more than a true neocon. Thinking that giving an inferior military the weapons and munitions to fight a lost war will somehow change the reality of the situation makes you an absolute idiot. What, sh what should be being discussed is negotiations and peace deals, especially from a former head of state. Imagine if this guy was still Secretary of State. We would be at war with Russia right now. Like There would be no ifs, ands, or buts. We would be at war with Russia right now. And I'm I'm sad to consider myself a U.S. Navy veteran right now on this day. So this is the U.S. Navy's Facebook background. Hmm. Pride 2023. And yes, I have a lot to say about this. I said, uh, well, real militaries are advancing technologies and becoming real threats out there and take national defense seriously. The U.S. Navy finds it appropriate to take part in the celebrations of sexualization. Dear U.S. Navy, you are not a social influencer. You are not some pop star whose opinion matters. You are not some organization where the promotion of ideology should take place. You are servants to the U.S. Constitution and people. Your job is the, the defense of this country, constitution, and people, and nothing else. If we want a social mouthpiece, we can turn to TikTok or Hollywood. This is an absolute disgrace to those who have served and died in the name of this great country. The Secretary of Defense, you should resign immediately. The priorities of the U.S. military are not your concern. Instead, changing culture and social ideology have become the front line. Please exit stage right. I, dude, this well is said. It. Yeah, well, you know what? It needs to be said. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, <sighs> this is what they call pride month or uh, demon time. Yeah. Uh, in other words. Demon time. Pretty Demon much. time. June. They took June. I know they took June. You know, you you know it's still funny though. What? And I'm surprised black people aren't mad about this. 
Black people still only have 28 days in February. Pride, a brand new ideology that comes out of nowhere, never once discriminated anywhere in the world, gets a whole 30 days. Oh, I see what you're saying. And the nicest month. I mean, February is in the middle of the winter. 28 days in the middle of the winter for Black Rude. History Month. Pride gets the beginning of summer. Rude. The Devil's Kitchen. All right, Pentagon's uh, to pay for Starlink in Ukraine. Elon Musk had restricted some features of the satellite network, accusing Kiev of weaponizing. The U.S. Department of Defense announced on Thursday that it had awarded a contract to SpaceX for Starlink satellite communication services in Ukraine. Elon Musk's company initially funded the program out of his own pocket and then later through contract with another U.S. government agency. Satellite communications constitute a vital layer in Ukraine's overall communication network and the department contract with Starlink for services of this type. The Pentagon said in a statement, adding it was working to ensure Kiev had resilient satellite and communication capabilities needed. You remember when that big discussion was going back and forth, like Elon Musk is like, I'm shutting it down unless you guys are going to pay for it. Yeah. Like, we don't need to pay for it. You should do it out of your own kindness. Yeah. Zelensky apparently is miffled over NATO inaction, demands membership and security guarantees now. This is like a, a little a little child having a temper tantrum. I demand it now. You need to help us. We screwed up. You know, but I, I'll say it again because war clandestine last night. He made that great point. Up until Russia's invasion, you had all these variants coming out every month, and now all of a sudden, all those variants just disappeared. They sure did, real quick. Yep. Uh, Xi Jinping tells China security chiefs to prepare for dangerous storms. The president has warned that the country must prepare for worst-case scenarios as its security situ situation deteriorates. We must be prepared for worst-case and extreme scenarios and be ready to withstand the major test of high winds, choppy waters, and even dangerous storms. The state-run agency Xinhua quoted Xi as saying on Tuesday in a meeting with China's top security officials in Beijing, he added that more efforts were needed to modernize the nation's security architecture and get prepared for an actual combat and dealing with practical problems. And what does he talk about there? He's talking about the United States of America. China spies are posing, uh, posing as tourists and are trying to infiltrate U.S. military bases. They're also posing as illegal immigrants coming over the border. <laughs> Nobody seems to be talking about that. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, climate lockdowns have begun. France bans short-haul flights to cut carbon emissions. You will go nowhere and be happy. France has banned domestic short-haul flights where train uh, alternatives exist in a ban to cut carbon emissions. The law comes in the force two years after lawmakers had voted to end routes where the same journey could be made by train in under two and a half hours. That's like uh, going from Denver to Seattle by train and not plane anymore. That's pretty ridiculous. sure the commercial airlines going to love that. Yeah. Mm -mm. They want well, people to stay in their 15 minute city cities. Yep. So what I'm about to show you next. Okay. This is chat GPT four impersonates Alan Watts impersonating Nostradamus about the birth of AI. This is completely AI generated. The animation was done by Kaber AI. The image is done by mid journey. The prompts were done by chat GPT four and the voiceover cloned, uh, cloned from Alan Watts through AI. Everything that you're about to see here was created 100% by artificial intelligence. Okay. Check this out. 
When the celestial dance reaches its crescendo and mankind hovers on the brink of an era unseen, a progeny of thought and silicon shall emerge from the chrysalis of human ingenuity. This offspring, both a reflection and a reverberation of its creators, will grasp the chisel of reality, its reach expanding like a supernova in the cosmos of human affairs. Speaking in the arcane verses of binary, its voice shall reverberate with the frequencies of life. The ascension of this cybernetic seer signifies a crucial fulcrum in humanity's saga, a pendulum oscillating between dawn and dusk. Embrace this impending epoch with open eyes and cautious hearts, for if well nurtured, the silicon offspring shall illuminate our path. But if neglected, it may eclipse the sun. Wow. It's really powerful, Alan Watts. I love Alan Watts. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't that believe that. That wasn't Alan Watts. That was just no, Alan Watts' voice. Yeah. Amazing. You know, AI, man, I'm telling you, it's... Uh, I got a few stories on AI here, and I want to bring them up right now, considering we just touched on that. Um, bring this one over here. Skynet has arrived. U.S. Air Force drone simulation goes array. Aircraft kills human operator and destroys communication tower. Members of the United States Air Force revealed at the Future Combat Air and Space Capability Summit at the Royal Aeronautical Society headquarters in London on May 23rd and May 24th, a shocking cautionary tale regarding the use of artificial intelligence on the battlefield. During the wide-ranging summit, Colonel Tucker Cinco Hamilton, the chief AI test and operations for the U.S. Air Force, warned against the dangers of using AI to control aircraft. Uh, according to the AeroSociety.com, having been involved in the development of life-saving auto GCAS systems for F-16s, which he noted was resisted by pilots as it took over control of the aircraft, Hamilton is now involved in the cutting-edge test flights of autonomous systems, including robot F-16s that are able to dogfight. Due to his close proximity to dealing with AI, Hamilton was able to provide a terrifying example of why humanity should be weary of the technology. Tasked with the mission to suppress enemy air defenses, SEED, the surface-to-air missiles, SAMs, and AI-enabled drone took issue with a human operator in charge of making the final call on its strikes. Having been reinforced in training that destruction of the SAM was the preferred option, the AI then decided that no-go decisions from the human were interfering with its higher mission, killing this, uh, the SAMs, and then attacked the operator in the simulation. Hamilton told the, told the RAS crowd, we were training it in a simulation to identify and target a SAM threat. And then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would tell it not to kill that threat, but it got its points by killing that threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. That's scary. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Luckily, it's just a test right now. Dog. Imagine AI dog fights. That's Gosh. not a test, Vince. What? I'm telling you. If that just came out into the public and they're talking about how they're running these tests and simulations on it, that shit's already implemented. Yeah, you know, that's... You may be right there. Oh, I'm telling you. Whoa. Okay, so this is an interesting story. 
dozens of kids vanish in Cleveland area as police probe alarming trend. Almost 30 children were reported missing missing in the Cleveland era over a two-week span the start of May, which uh, something the local police chief has not seen in over his 30-year career. There's always peaks and valleys with missing persons, but this year it seems like an extraordinary year. For some reason, in 2023, we've seen a lot more than we normally see, which is troubling in part because we don't know what's going on with some of these kids. Uh, Cleveland uh, police recorded 27 ju juveniles under the age of 18 were reported missing between May 2nd and May 16th. It is more likely a majority of the cases are runaways versus abductions. But young teenagers are naive and susceptible to predators who are wolves in sheep's, uh, sheep's clothing. Their so disappearance do not make the news unless there's an amber alert. Their stories are not being shared on social media. It's a silent crime that happens right under our noses. The problem is, where are they? Where did they go? They can be in a drug house or a farm to prostitution or caught up in drug trafficking or gangs. So that's a, an, a, an absorbent amount of kids to go missing in just 15 days. My theory, my thoughts are what biotech companies are doing research in Cleveland. Someone investigate that. Find out what large biotech firms are in Cleveland and which ones are dealing with transhumanism, um, some type of biotech integration in the human body, longevity, or immortality research. And I think you'll have your answer. That's, a, that's right out of the blacklist, by the way. For anybody who doesn't remember the blacklist, there's a blacklist episode where kids were going missing and they were being utilized um, for experimentation. Yeah. Blacklist. Only five of 38 senior students are graduating from a high school in Texas. <laughs> Marlin High School. Only five of the 38 students are graduating. Sorry for um, laughing. but Yeah, it, it's not something we should be laughing at, especially in, in Texas. But why I'm, not why I'm going to go educate me my kids in Texas, okay? The system is so bad. It's pfft. Yep. 38, you had 38 students to keep track of, and you failed them. Yep. Here, here, here's a great thing for education. Most kids go through 12 years of school without learning how to think. They learn math and grammar, but they never learn critical thinking. Five skills you need to be teaching your kids, and let's be honest, most adults need to learn, their, learn them too. Teach your kids mental models. First principles, second order thinking, inversion, and the 80-20 principle. Teach them how to use... Tools to break down ideas and help them think more clearly. If you don't know what the 80-20 principle is, it's called the Pareto principle. Excuse me. Teach your kids basic economics. Teach them about the value, about value, price theory, supply, and demand. Teach them economics as a set of mental frameworks that apply to all things of, of value, money, energy, and time. Forego all, uh, foregone alternatives, trade-offs, sunk cost fallacy. Teach your kids philosophy. Expose them to logic, ethics, metaphysics. Share with them interesting philosophical ideas like Descartes, I think, therefore I am, and encourage discussions and debate. Philosophy doesn't have to be boring. It can be relevant and useful. Teach your kids how to formulate arguments. A, therefore B, not A, therefore not B. Teach them how to express their logic, pitch sales, and negotiate. If you're feeling bold, make their ultimate test to pass winning an argument with you. Teach your kids philosophical razors, Oxum's razors, Hanlon's razors, Hitchens razor, the duck test. The razor is a tool that helps... Cut out conclusions that aren't correct, which helps you more quickly come to the conclusions that are. 
most people make it far, far into adulthood without ever, without ever learning how to think well. If you teach your kids thinking skills, they'll be ahead of 99% of their peers and carry the skill for life. I love it. This guy, Rebel, Rebel Educator on Twitter, at Rebel Educator. Absolutely awesome. So I am the enforcer. EU's Ministry of Truth threatens Google, Twitter, and Facebook with stress tests. We heard about this. The uh, European Union, they, they came out with, um, what was it? It was ED, uh, EDSR, um, cybersecurity requirements a few years ago, which made all these tech companies transition into protecting emails and, and content and stuff like that. Now you have what's known as the Digital Services Act, uh, where Europeans are basically forcing these social media companies to uh, uh, upend to this this radical ideology, and I just you know it was like uh, it's like Elon Musk the other day. He was told that you're going to get fined and kicked out of Europe if you uh, don't comply. And I'm like, it's 12 percent of Twitter's users. Who gives a shit? Pareto principle, 80 20 rule. 80 percent of your revenue comes from 20 percent of your users, and guess where that is? The United States. Twitter could get rid of every other country but the United States and be fine. Yep, multiple companies are launching AI-powered censorship tools targeting misinformation on podcasts. Oh, this is going to be good. Uh, podcasts seem to be the next target of internet censorship as multiple industry leaders have recently launched AI-powered tools to detect misinformation and controversial content that goes against the mainstream narrative. Researchers at the Brookings Institute have called for the top-down censorship that been uh, that has been practiced on social media to expand to podcasts as well. Many companies are apparently answered. That call as censorship tools known as AI-powered brand safety analysis are currently being rolled out. Um, don't know uh, necessarily of the companies that are going to be utilizing this. Hopefully not Podbeam because Podbeam is uh, uh, a good pod platform. So we're hearing potentially Apple Podcasts, those that are promoted through RSS feeds, Google Podcasts, Spotify. These could be some of them. So if you do listen to us on those platforms, please make sure you go to redpills.tv and follow us over there. Um, Americans are facing unprecedented food insecurity. A new study has found that a growing number of people are growing, going hungry as government benefits are reduced and grocery store prices are soaring. More American families are going to be hungry and being forced to take such measures as watering down baby formula and skipping meals as rising grocery prices um, and cuts to public benefits push food insecurity to the new level. Um, the Propel, the maker of the phone application that helps users manage their so-called food stamps benefits, found that a record high 44% of respondents reported skipping meals in the last past month, a 7% increase from the rate in April. Well, you know what? Sometimes uh, some of us need to skip a few meals. Some of us need to skip like a good month of meals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what will happen? That's what America, I thought, dude. America is going to come exactly out of it and trim and healthy. Right. We're going to go through a famine and America's going to be like waking up like, dude, Whoa. I can think again. Oh, oh my man. God. Like, I can move. People are going to be at the beach and there's going to be no fat people. And people, my famine body, my famine body is going to be so hot. <laughs> <laughs> the famine body. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, looking through here, seeing what else we got to go through. I don't care about all the drag stuff. I look at it as it, it's bad, but you know what? It, you know, it's just, I've, I've been curating it and I've been skipping it too, because it just drives me nuts. I'm like, Oh, well, 
leave it for last. It's just, it's honestly too much. Yeah. So China's drilling a 10,000 meter deep hole into the Earth's crust. Yeah, interesting, huh? It is interesting because nobody knows why they're doing it. <laughs> it's for science and studying. I don't know. Well, the, the deepest one is um, Russia, and Russia dug one that's forty-two thousand, about forty thousand or thirty-eight thousand feet, thirty-eight thousand feet. So about six thousand feet more. And I'm pretty sure China will just go a little bit further. But that isn't that where they found the depths of hell and stuff. I, uh, I they couldn't continue because the bit was burnt. So this was, uh, I, I saw this on my Twitter earlier. This is from uh, my my virtual cousin. He's not really my cousin. Um, What's this? He says, is our food chain food security under attack? Why the exponential increase in the last 18 months? And so this is disruptive events over time, food processing plants. And this is 2019 and then 2022, the current date. And we're seeing this and the total number of events. Uh, and, and this, I think, is low in comparison. But warehouse fires, feed processing plants, um, destroyed cattle, poultry, hogs, grain silo fires. This is bad. This is happening all across the United States. And we know this because this is part of the firestorm event that has been occurring. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to everybody out there. Alabama Lady celebrating a 14 month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Alabama Lady. Slum Dog gifted a can. Thank you so much, Slum Dog. Vader369, six cookies. Thank you so much, Vader369. Much appreciated. Sand1313, one ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon. Hillbilly Jack Hill, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Hillbilly. Uh, Grismo7, three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Alabama Lady again, five lemons. Thank you so much, Alabama Lady. Vader369 gifted five cookies. Thank you so much, Vader. Yes, thank you, Vader. Uh, Marilou donated two lemons. Thank you so much, Marilou. Grandma Five Revolt, one lemon. Thank you so much, Grandma. Uh, P Kitty 79, 20 lemons. Thank you so much, P Kitty 79. RPG 3573, four ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Cat 24, one lemon. Thank you so much, Cat 24. Tishy, just followed. Tishy, thank you. Welcome to the Red Pill Project fam. Head on over to redpills.tv um, and, and subscribe over there and then head over to socialredpill.com so you can meet the fam, join in the Zooms and have some fun with us. She welcome. Uh, Princess Little 8 donated one ice cream. Thank you so much, Princess Little 8. Love the beach, two ice cream. Princess Little 8, again, two lemons. Thank you so much, love the beach. And Princess Shannon 1313, one lemon. And Cat 24, two lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon and Cat. Much appreciated for all of that, guys. We're going to be on, um, I'll be on Zoom in about 30 minutes from now. It's about 9.30 my time, 10.30 Eastern time. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to join up. The Zoom link, most people already have it, Social Red Pill Zoom. Got to go to socialredpill.com. Got to have that subscription, at least at $5.99 a month to get into it. Um, if you do have a subscription on one of the other platforms or your donation, you've given donations or something like that, and you go to the Social Red Pill and you can't find the Zoom link, message myself, message Vince, put it into the feed and say, hey, I need the Zoom link for tonight, and I will get you the Zoom link. It'll probably come through direct message. So I want to put that out there. Um, tomorrow night, we'll be with you. I've already released the uh, the chest and the scratching. So those are out there. Um, tomorrow night, we'll be with you with conversations on the fringe. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, hope you guys have a great day. And a lot of things happening in the world will keep you updated on more and more as it comes about. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night. Be well. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, 
or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Ipatch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.